Okay, we are learning Daf Yudches. We're starting right from the top of the Amud Aleph. So Tanya says in Brisa, Shulchan Hayinasin Hayinasu Mechati Abayis Velifnim. Where was the Shulchan? So we learned yesterday that the Shulchan was meant to be in the northern part of the Kodesh section. But where specifically? How deep was it placed? So it was placed in the inner half of the bias. It was two and a half amas from the wall on the northern side. And the reason why it wasn't right up to the wall, it was two and a half amas off, was because when they would replace the lechma upon him each Shabbos, so there would have to be a pair of konim who would walk on the north side to exchange the, the, the loaves of the bread. So therefore it had to be set back from the wall, two and a half amas. Menorah, and the menorah was right opposite in the south. We learn, the Gemara Yuma teaches us, that the menorah has to be exactly opposite where the shulchan was, the lashon of the pasuk was menorah opposite. So the menorah is going to be two and a half amos drawn away from the southern wall. And mizbah hazava inosim be'emza habayis. The other, the third kli, which was inside of the heichol, was the inner mizbeach, uh, the golden mizbeach, and it was placed right in the middle, smack in the middle. So remember, the dimensions are. 40 amos long and 20 amos wide for the Hechel. So the Mizbeach was perfectly in the middle of the room. Cholik as a bias, Mechazov Nimit divided the bias, the Kodesh section in their half, Mashal Kimaklav Echutz, and it was drawn outward a little bit uh, towards the outside. So the point is, it was drawn outside from the, from the Shulchan and the Menorah. So the Shulchan and the Menorah were a little bit further in than it. And the reason was because the Shulchan and the Menorah have to be able to see each other. They should be exactly facing each other. They shouldn't be blocked by, by, the, uh, by, by the Mizbeach. So the Mizbeach was drawn perfectly in the middle. And then the Menorah and the Shulchan were a little bit further in. The Shulchan, again, on the north, two and a half amas away from the northern wall. And the Menorah, two and a half amas away from the southern wall. They were all placed in the first, in the in the first third, in inside the first third of the house. What does that mean? Inside the first third of the house, we just said they were halfway. So the tarot says we were talking about if you just include the dimensions of the hechel, but if you also include the kodesh hakadoshim, so then that's an extra twenty amos. So it's a twenty by twenty box. So if you include all the the total dimensions of the forty amos of the hechel plus the twenty amos of the kodesh hakadoshim, that would be a total of sixty amos. So then being past the first 20 amma mark would be inside of the first third. So it was inside the first half of the Hechel, which is inside the first third of the total space of the Hechel and the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Okay, continues the bride. So Esther Menorah is also Shlomo. Shlomo made 10 different menorahs. So we, we had this team yesterday with the tables. Now we have it today with the menorah. Moshe Rabbeinu made one menorah. But Shlomo adds another 10. Shlomo has a menorah. He makes 10 golden menorahs. Esther, 10. By 18, by Hechel, he puts in the Hechel, Chamisha, Mimin, Chamisha, Mismol. Five on the right and five on the left. What does it mean that there were five menorahs, five on the right and five on the left? If you're going to say that he put them five in the north and five in the south, which would mean five to the right of the doorway and five to the left. That can't be good because the menorah is only kosher. It's only valid if it's placed in the south of the section, in the southern part. It has to be on the south side. So we're assuming that these extra menorahs that Shlomo made 
Um, it had to have the, the din, actually had to be a kasher menorah. So to be a kasher menorah, it has to stand on the southern side of the hechel. So what does it mean? There were five on the right and five on the left. What does the Pasuk mean? Five to the right and five to the left. Rather, it comes to tell you, means that they were five of them were put to the right of the menorah Moshe, and five were put to the left. So they were all in the southern, in the, in the southern part of the hechel. Five were, were to the right of the menorah of Moshe, and five were to the left of the menorah of Moshe. Alpha Bikain says the price, even though we have all these extra menorahs, Lohayam Havriel and Moshe Bavat, the Kohen would only light the menorah from Moshe. Shnamar, This is the din of Moshe Rabbeinu's uh, menorah, and the Torah writes it in singular in the Lashon Yachid. So it shows that they only would light that menorah. Says the Bryce, who had the, another opinion disagrees. Rabbi Yossi, Bey, Rabbi Yudah, Omer, Rabbi Yossi, son of Rabbi Yudah, says, No, it's not true. He would light all of them. Says the menorahs and all of their lamps to light them. So we see that, that he would light. He would light all of them. So we have a dispute about whether they were all lit or just the menorah of Moshe. Then we look at the next pasuk. The pasuk says, With the flowers, the lamps, and the tongs of the gold, that those were all the accessories for the menorahs. It says, It finished all the gold. What does it mean, it finished the gold? It means it finished all of Shlomo's gold. So what does it mean that it finished um, all of Shlomo's gold? So the Pashup Shah would mean that after he used all the gold up, after he used so much gold for the menorah, there was nothing that was left. Um, but uh, it seems like can't really be literally true because the Pasuk says that gold was so abundant in the times of Shlomo that uh, literally it didn't have much value. But it means that specifically to the super, super refined gold that was, um, and that was specifically used for the menorah, it was so refined that after this, after it was used, there was nothing, there was nothing further left. Continues, and we learn, now we learn about how, how Shlomo used to refine the, the gold. It continues the bride. So here, Tanabra Vida Vashem Asi, how Shlomo noted Elef Kikre Zav, he would take 1,000 Kikras, Amachlis in the core, and put it into the core. The core would, 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 would uh, purify it, Motzion, and then it would, it would take it out, Ajma Midan Alechad, and we're only left with a single Kikar. So it was the most pure gold of all time. It would start off with 1,000 Kikar, it would break it down, purify it into only one single Kikar. Lakhaimash, and Amar would fulfill that, what it says in the Pasuk, Kikar Zav Tar Asa, Kikar, pure gold. Uh, he made it. So the purest of all gold, this is the way that it was made. Starting with 1,000 kikar and going all the way down to one. Tanya says in Bright it happened that, the, that the, we're talking about weight, that the weight of the menorah in the base of Mikdash was bigger than the weight of the menorah that Moshe made by a, a, whole golden, a whole golden dinner. That's how much more that it weighed. So they said, okay, maybe we'll purify it more. But what happened? They put it into the core 80 different times. It never decreased. So it was already so pure. So what do we see? We see from the previous price uh, that every time we put it in, it went down so much, right? It went down from 1,000 all the way down to 1. But here we see in this situation, they had the menorah that was, um, that, that, that was a little bit extra weight. And they tried to, to, to lighten it, and it didn't go. So the Gemara says, no. It definitely is possible for it to be that way because until it reached the purest level, it could be it could lose a lot. Meaning, you could start with something that's highly unrefined only, and, and it could go even from one thousand kikar to one. That's possible. But once it reaches that level, it's not going to lose anything further. So that's the way that purifying gold can work. Once it when, when it starts off very unrefined, it can go from 1,000 to 1, and then once it gets to as pure as it can be, the highest level, the maximum level that it can reach, so then at that point, it can't become refined anymore, and it's just going to stay the way it was, and that's what was the phenomenon that happened in, uh, in the times of the base of Mekdash.
Okay, now we learn about the 13 different shofars uh, of collection for coins. Shalosh also shofars of Mikdash were 13 different boxes that they would collect the coins with. Now, the boxes were shaped like a shofar. They were very narrow at the top and wide at the bottom. And the reason was, again, to make sure that no one was stealing. And they were, they, they were labeled with 13 different uh, labels in the base of Mikdash. Kasav Alein, Taklan Charatin, the Nushkalam, Taklan Atikin, the Old Shkalam. We'll explain, the Mishnah itself will explain what, what, these, were, what these were used for. So they, but then first we just say what it, the way that it was uh, labeled. So Nushkalam is one, Old Shkalam is two, Kinim, the, the bird pairs, goes the Ola, the young Ola birds, Eitzim, the wood, Lavona, the Lavona spice, the Havla Kaporas, the, uh, the, the gold for the Klisharis, Shisha Lenadava, and the remaining six were for uh, the Nadava, different voluntary communal offerings. Again, we have that concept that when the Mizbech is not in use, the Mizbech gets its dessert and it would get um, communal olos. And there were six different, we'll have to see the reason why there were six, we'll see in the Gemara, but there were six different collection boxes for those uh, voluntary communal offerings. Okay, so now we go through each one. Taklan Chadatin, the Nushkalim, Shabachal Shana Mishana, the Nushkalim for each year. Remember, the Shkalim of the current year, all the Karbonos have to come from the Truma Chadasha, from the new, from the new Shkalim. So, the new year's column, the current year's column, were kept in uh, were kept in box, and they would withdraw from it constantly to be taking to be buying new uh, new carbonos in that year. Atikin, what's the old one for? The shkalim is someone who didn't bring a shekel last year, so therefore he gives it the next year. Another someone was owes the money, he didn't yet give it, so he comes to the base of mikdash. So since it's from last year's column, he doesn't put it in this year's box. We're not going to buy carbonos for for this year. It's, it's last year's debt, so he puts it into a different box, which is marked old shkalim, and the old shkalim wouldn't be used to buy carbonos. They would be Shiari Alishka, rather, and they would go to other needs of the base of Mikdash. Then we had Kinim, the bird pairs. What is that? Hein Torn goes Leona, Ibn Ayona. So the bird pairs are, 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 the, are the, the older type of bird. They're called turtle doves, the, the Torin. And the, the other box, the young Ola birds, are the pigeons. Kulan Olos, all these things are voluntary Olos. So here, what are we talking about? So if someone wants to bring a carbon Ola, he could bring an animal. Or if he doesn't, can't afford it necessarily, so he could bring birds. So there are two types of birds you can bring. You can either bring the Torin, which are, which, are, which are older, or you can bring the B'nai Yonah, which are younger. So if you vow to bring the older ones, so what happens is you bring your money and you put it into the box that's used to buy... Um, it's used to buy the older ones. And if someone uh, wanted to uh, donate it, uh, he pledged to donate the younger ones, the Benayona, then he puts the money in the one for the young older birds. And then what happened would be that after he puts the money, the Kohanim go, they take the money, they buy the right birds and they would bring the Karbanos. So when, according to this opinion, when Vachlau, there was no collection box for, for, for birds that it were a chiyuv. In that situation, um, the person would just have to bring his own birds to the base of Mikdash. And we'll see why, why we didn't want it that way. But for all the donated, the donated uh, olos, so, so, so the way it would work is that there were two different ba- uh, boxes, one for the Torin and one for the B'nai Yonah. And all of these were just voluntary, donated, private ola bird offerings. This is the words of Rabbi Dabacham Romim. No, I'll tell you what the two boxes are different. The bird pairs are when you're mechuyiv to bring a, a pair, like let's say, you know, Zav, Zava, so on and, and so on and so forth, the Oledes. These are people who are mechuyiv to bring a pair, or sometimes you have a carbon olivior, certain types of sins, 
which Hashem was making on the sinner. And he said, if they can't afford it, then they bring a pair of birds. And in that scenario, when you're obligated to bring a pair of birds, then the way it works is they're not both for Ola. One is a chatas and one is an Ola. So there's sometimes the times where you're donating a pair of birds and they're both Olas. But there are other times where you have a pair of birds and what happens is one bird is a chatas, one bird is an Ola. So according to the Chachamim, the box that was kinim, that's a reference to when you're mechuyiv, which was one was a chatas and one is an ola. And, go, and when you would drop off the money in the coin, we go buy, buy the birds and bring one is a chatas and one is an ola. And the other box goes the ola, kulon olos. And the young ola birds, the, 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 the ola box, that was for the different one. And they would just, somebody was pledging to, to donate a bird ola. Then it doesn't make a difference if it was a bit in Yona or a tar. You would just put the amount of money into, into, the, uh, into the chest. Now, it's not that clear, according to the Rabbanon, why you don't need separate chests for the two different types of bird olas, right? Because if you pledge Torah, then you don't need bin Yona. So it's not that clear why the Rabbanon, how they don't need that. Um, how they don't require, but that's the bottom line. According to the Chachamim, one the, the the box of Kenan was for the obligatory ones, where one is a chatas and one is an ola, and the other box goes le ola, which were all them the money that was put for all donated ola ola karbanos. And we'll see shot in the machlokes in the Gemara. Why is Rabbi Yudah saying that they didn't have a box for the chiv of, of for the for the obligatory bird offerings, one chatas, one ola, and why the Rabbanon saying they did? Okay, now we get to the other chest. We said wood, Lavona, and the gold. So now we learn, someone who said, I have to bring wood. He pledged to bring wood to the Mizbeah. He shouldn't bring less than two gizim. Gizim are blocks of wood. The minimum amount of eitzim is two blocks of wood. We're going to see that they have to fit a certain size. And uh, you, can, you, can, you can pledge that. And then you bring that money. You put it into the box. And the Kohanim will take care of it. Lavona, he said, I'm going to bring the Lavona spice. You shouldn't bring less than a Kamitsa's worth. And we're going to learn what the source is. He didn't specify how much of the Lavona spice he's going to bring. So he has to bring at least the size of a komet. And that's the standard amount of Lavona that goes with the mincha. And we'll see how we know that. And then he'll put again, put the money in, and the Kohen goes and gets it. Zav, who said he's going to bring gold, it was me dinar Zav, he can't bring less than a dinar. Since he didn't specify how much gold, so he brings less, he cannot bring less than one dinar. Okay, then we said that the, what was the final, the. Final six. So Shisha and Nadava, the six women chests are for Nadava. Nadava again are our, our, our money that's going to be used for voluntary communal offerings of Olos. And Nadava and but what would they do with this money in Nadava? Lochamem Olos. They would buy many animals, Ola, and they would put it up in the Mizrach when the Mizrach wasn't, wasn't, wasn't being used. What would they do with it? All the meat would go to Hashem. All the meat would be burned like a carbon Ola. And all the hides would go to the Kohanim. So that's usually what happens with the carbon Ola is that all the meat goes to Hashem and the hides go to the Kohanim. Where do we get this whole concept from? Because it says in the Pasuk, Asham Hu, Asham Lasham Hashem. It says by the carbon Asham, it's an Asham, an Asham Hu, and it's also an Asham for Hashem. So if you think about it, there's actually kind of like a, uh, an inconsistency. It's, it, first of all, the Pasuk is Asham, but it's also an intri- it's also there's an inc- inconsistency. What's the problem? On the one hand, Asham Hu implies that it's, it's to the Kohen, that the, the Kohen normally gets the, 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 the meat of an Asham. He eats it. On the other hand, the Pasuk seems to be saying, that the ashram is going to Hashem. So what's going on? So the, the, the idea was, Zem this was what Yehoyadah, the Kohen Gadol, expounded. He made a Joshua, this is based on Allah HaMashim Sinai, but he expounded it from the Pesukim. Ashim, 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 Zeh, Cloud's coming to teach you. Kosher, Ba, Mishim, Chatz, Mishim, Nashim, anything that comes from a Chatz, or an Ashim, meaning there's leftover funds from a Chatz, or from an Ashim. Let's say, I don't know, someone designated $100 for his carbon Chatz, and then he got one for $90, so he has $10 left. What do we do with the extra, the surplus from Chatz and Ashim? Yikach, Mem, Olos. Use it to buy, uh, 
carbon ola or carbon ola. And then what's going to happen is that we'll find the fulfillment of the pasuk. Ha'basra l'ashem. If all the meat will go to Hashem, ba'arsa kohenim, and the hides are going to go to the kohenim. Mizrach takes him l'kayavan, and with that, both pesukim will be fulfilled. Ashem l'ashem. That's by the meat. Ashem l'kohen. It's also for the kohen. That's regarding the hides. Ba'omer kohen. That's what Hashem will do. So leave what Hashem you. Now we look at the pasuk in Navi Malachim. Who's talking about Yehuda the Kohen Gadol? So now we understand what, what he was saying there in the Navi. He says the Asha money and the Chatas money. It says it shouldn't be it shouldn't be brought based Hashem Lakonim. You should go to the Kohenim. So what does it mean? Uh, obviously, it can't mean it's just um, you give the money to the Kohenim. So what it's saying is the extra money and Chatas and Asha it shouldn't be used for Bedek Abayis, but it should be used for things that will go to the Kohenim. It should be used to buy Olos communal Olos with that from which the Kohenim will have at least the hides. So this is the Medrash Yehada, and this is the concept, most are Chathos and most are Asham, all leftover funds from Chathos and Asham go to communal, donated communal Olos, which are burned on the Mizbeach, when the Mizbeach is not in use, and the hides will go to the Kohanim, and we're going to have six different collection boxes uh, for, that, uh, for, that, for that stuff this week. So, the question is, why do we need six? That's a good question. Why do we need six? And now we're going to see in the Gemara. So now we start off the Gemara. Says Rabbi Yehuda, they wouldn't have a special collection, um, a collection box for bird pairs of chiyuv. Remember the Chachamim said that there was a collection box for, for, the, for the bird pairs of chiyuv, where one is a chatz and one's an ola. And, and, and Rabbi Yehuda says, no, 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 no. We're scared of something getting mixed up. And because we're getting scared of something getting mixed up, we don't do that. So the Gemara explains what that means. Shema Thomas Achas, we're concerned that one of the women who puts the money in the chest is going to die, right? The woman who is the Oledes, let's say, so she's Mechuyiv, the, the pair of Chatas and Oledes, so she's going to put money in the box and she might die. Now, what's the halacha about Chatas, Shemesu Ba'alel? If you have a Chatas, or even forget about it if it's an animal itself, but even if it's just money which is designated to be a Chatas and the owner dies, that's a halacha. That the money has to go to the, has to has to go to waste. That's one of the halacha Sinais. That's one of the five chatos hamesos chatos which are put to death is when the owner dies. So what is going to happen? Someone putting their money into the box. There's a lot of money in the box. One of the people, one of the women who put the money in the box passes away. Then what's going to happen? It's going to emerge that the money of the chatas has to be left to die, but we're not going to know which money is which. And we're not going to know what's like that, so we're going to have to, all of the money is going to become invalid. So Rabbi Yehuda doesn't want that to happen. So it says Rabbi Yehuda, yeah, what are we going to do? We're only going to collect money where everyone just sticks in money for donated olos. Donated olos could be good. They could be brought even after the owner dies. But we're not going to collect money for the chiyuvim of the, the, the bird pairs because of the chiyuvim of the bird pairs include chatos. And chatos, if the owner will die, then all the money will become invalid if we don't know which money is which. Therefore, we just do not collect money. And what do these people who are mechuyiv, the birds, have to do? They'll have to bring their own bird, birds from home. But we will not try to make an easier system and just make a collection box. So it says the Gemara Vatani, but it says in the price, you should show like a woman who said, it's upon me to go to a bird pair. What did she do? She brings the money for the bird pair and she puts it inside of the box. And by the way, what we're talking about here in this situation, she's a Zava or, or, or a Yoledes, and um, she's trying to figure out how much, how she's, how she's fulfilling her Chiyah. We're not talking about someone who's, even though it says Haray Alai, it doesn't mean Stam, she's donating it. She's actually, the Bryce was talking about a situation where she's obligated and the birds are going to be one Achatas and one in Ola. So it says specifically she brings it, she puts the money into the chest, and then what happens? She's allowed to eat Kachim that evening. No, she doesn't even find out if her carbon was brought. She's like as if like totally, 
totally guaranteed to know that the Kohen had brought it. She doesn't have to be concerned that the coin was lazy. There's no such possibility. There's no, if she put the money in, the coin for sure accomplished it. They took all the money out and they brought Karbanos that day. The Furthermore, says the price that the coin doesn't have to be concerned that maybe there's money of a chatos that the that, that has to be left to die. He doesn't have to be concerned that it's mixed in with the money in the chest. Meaning he's allowed to assume that all the money in the chest is, is, is good. The owners are still alive. Now, this is a stamp price. It doesn't bring that Rabbi Yudah disagrees and Rabbi Yudah is choshesh for Misa and Rabbi Yudah is concerned that maybe uh, the owner died and that all the money is invalid. It seems like it's a, it's a good, effective system that the owner just comes, the, mo- the woman comes, she's mochoi v'chatas and ola. She puts the money in the, in, the, in, the, in the chest and everything works. He doesn't say that Rabbi Yudah disagrees and he says there's no such chest. So what's, how does that work? How does that work? Here we're saying Rabbi Yudah doesn't allow the chest because we're concerned maybe the owner's going to die. There's mechatas, 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 but here in the price, it sounds like we're not concerned. So the Gemara says, when do we say that Rabbi Yudah is concerned about it? He's talking about a case where the owners have certainly died. Meaning if we don't know if, the, if anyone died, Rabbi Yudah would agree that we don't have to be concerned for the possibility. We're not stam choshish, oh, maybe somebody died. Mechatas, if somebody died, you don't have to be concerned for that. Well, let's say we get knowledge that one of the women died, then Rebuda would say all of the money in the chest would become no good because it's the sum of the chatos amesos is, 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 is uh, it was, some of the money is chatos amesos. So Rebuda holds in order to prevent that from ever happening, not stop that we're close somebody would die, but in order to prevent the situation when we that we would get knowledge that somebody died, therefore Rebuda says there was no chest that was set aside. But if, let's say someone, a woman, happened to put away the money in a chest that was, uh, that was there, then the Kohen would offer it for her. We're not choshish that she would die. So now we've resolved everything. Really, we are, according to, uh, according to Rabbi Yudah, if it were to happen that someone put in the money in the box, we wouldn't stand be choshish that she died. We would be able to bring it one chathas, one ola. But in terms, in terms of setting up the system, that should we have a collection box for one chatz and one ola? Rebuda says we don't do that because maybe we will get knowledge of the fact that the woman had passed away and then all the money would become invalid. Says the Gemara of Yeh if we say we're not really choshish, that, uh, that, that it's going to be mixed in, what's the problem that we're going to get knowledge that somebody died and now will all be invalid? Why? Take some random four zuz. Four zuz is the price of a bird. Take uh, four, wo- uh, four, four, four zuz. And throw throw it into the river. Make all the rest of the money that remains mutter. So the Gemara is saying a very strange thing. You have a whole box of money. Now you get knowledge that one person died, and therefore their money has to be, has to, has to die. We don't know which money is for which person. Okay, very good. Pick up four. Pick up four zos. Pick up the amount for, for for one person and throw it into the river and assume that that's mevarer that that shows us which money was the one that was meant to die. Now, the Gemara's question is very, very troubling because the Gemara's question is based upon the idea of Brera, retroactive clarification, which works that, that if, you don't, if, you, if you're not sure what something is going to be, then it could be determined by some future decision. You know, like let's say a person can make two Erev Tchumen, we speak about and say, I'll choose tomorrow which one is my real one. And your later Das can clarify what originally was. But in our case, it, that's, it is what the Gemara is trying to say, that when you pick up four Zuzim, that should retroactively clarify that those were the Zuzim of the person who had died. Meaning everybody's putting in money into the box and we're, we don't know who's is who. Um, it's all mixed up. But we're, we want to say that when I take four Zuzim out of the box, that should retroactively clarify that it was for that person. But it's a very puzzling thing. That's not the way that Brera really, uh, 
really works. It doesn't, you know, let's say I have something that's mixed up. I have, let's say, I don't know, uh, one piece of Nevela with 20 pieces of kosher meat. You don't just say, oh, let me pick up one piece of meat and it will retroactively clarify that was the kosher one, that that was the non-kosher one and all the rest of them can be eaten. We don't say such a thing. How does the Gemara really think that there's bray right here? So the Rishonim explain that what's going on here is that really when, when people put in the money, it was kind of put in with a stipulation that if somebody were to die, then uh, it should be just be clarified that when this pick, it's taken out, that that should be that person's money. Everyone puts it in with that kind of mindset. So, that, so it's not, everyone's not really holding on to their money. Oh, this is my money. This is my, my, my money specifically. But still, this question of the Gemara really is a very difficult question. But that is what the Gemara is asking. We should pull just random money out of the, out of the box and assume that, that, the, that the owner of that money was the person, woman who had died, and then all the rest of the money should be permitted. So the Gemara says, Armin Alma, we say elsewhere, Rebidah Lesley Breira. Rebidah doesn't hold of Breira. Since Rebidah doesn't subscribe to the principle of Breira, that can't be done. So now we understand Trahad Machlai Kaz. The Rabbana wouldn't be concerned for this possibility of hearing that somebody died because Rabbana hold the Breira. So if we find out somebody died, we would just pick up four zoos and throw it into the river, the rest being mutter. Rebidah doesn't hold the Breira, and that's why it's a problem. Continues the Gemara we spoke about. Eats him. So now Rabbi Yusuf, Rabbi Munon, Amar, Rabbi Babar, Mamo Bai. Rabbi Ramal asked the question. Amar, really, hey, someone said, I'm going to bring eights. He said, wood. He said wood in the Lashon Yachat, so maybe he gets Rachat. So then he only has to bring one block of wood. If he said eight sim, he has to bring two. But if he said eights in the singular, then one is okay. Says the Gemara, Mablazar, Masisa, Amar, Kane. The Mishnah, you could tell that there's one wood block that can be donated because it says, each block is its own sacrifice. Meaning we view, we view wood as a carbon. It's more than just something that, uh, that, that enables it. It's more than that. It, it, um, it, it's actually, in a certain way, a carbon of Ne'atmo, and each block of wood is treated like its own carbon. Like we learned in the mission there, that the Kukonim would hold in their hands two blocks of wood for the Mizbech. Each block was carried by a separate coin. So since it was carried by a separate coin, we can prove that it's considered independent, it's considered its own thing. So therefore, somebody can vow to bring one single block. Once I see that with the two blocks, we were carried separately by, by different koanim, so therefore one, a person is able to donate just one individual block of wood. And we see where in the Torah we see that wood is considered a carbon. It says carbon, someone who offers a minchah of a carbon. So the word carbon is extra. So we say, it comes to include wood that's an item that is a carbon to Hashem. Now, what was the dimension of these blocks of wood when you donate? The thickness was an ama. It's a, it's a wider ama, thicker ama. What's a thicker ama? The sixth tafak ama. And the archon, but in the length, it was a smaller ama. The thickness could be like a, like it was like a stick that they would hang a scale on. So meaning any, any amount. You don't need any thickness. It um, doesn't have to be thickness. It just has to be the, the ama that would be long. Continues the Gemara. Okay, so we have a machlokas exactly in terms of the, the in, in terms of the thickness, but in terms of the length, everybody agrees that the length here was only a shortened ama. So why the thickness? We have a machlokas has to be a thick ama or any amount, but in terms of the length, everybody agrees it was a shorter ama. So why is that? Because the original mizbeach that Moshe made the makam hamaracha, the actual space that there was to. Burn things was only one square amma by one square amma because the way the way the way that it was working in Moshe Rabbeinu's mizbeach is that it was five amma by five amma square at the top, but they had the kronos, so that took away the corners, which took away one amma amma, and then they had also had the place of the um, so that once I took all the kronos in the four corners, and then it only becomes a three by three amma box, and then in that three by three amma box there had to be an amma by amma like walkway for the kohanim to walk around on the top of the mizbeach, so that only leaves a one amma by one amma 
actual place where they would be burning things. So since the actual place where they burn things, the Makam HaMaracha was only one by one Amah, so Lefikach Leyabo Ala Amah Geduda. So therefore the blocks uh, only could, the, of wood would only be a smaller Amah because if they'd be even bigger than that, they might stick out into the walkway. We don't want them to stick out into the walkway. But Tanikin, and we see like this, that in the Brisa, that the Makam HaRacha Moshe was only one by one Amah because it says, Amah Yisro, the Amah of the basement of the Amah Sovev, the Amah of the ledge of the side of the Zvech, Amah Karkov, the Amah the Karkov, remember that's where illustrations on the side of the Zvech, the Amah Kronos and the Amah of the Korns, the Amah HaMarracha and the Amah of the actual Marracha. So we see that the Marracha was one Amah, so we don't want the wood to stick out beyond the Makam HaMarracha into the walkway, and therefore the Amah of the wood would be shortened. Fine, then we learned about Levona. Levona, because we shouldn't bring someone who donates it. Levona shouldn't bring less than a kometzvah. Why? Because Nemarkanaskar, it says, by the Levona that's brought together with the Lechem upon him, it says that's a Nemarkanaskar. It says that it's an Askar. Remember, the Lechem upon him, there were two Bazicha Levona that were offered as well. Uh, two spoonfuls of Levona. So he uses the word Askar, and Amalan Askar. It says with, the, with all the rest of the Amincha that's brought on this back, it says the word Azkara. And again, Askar means like something that's a remembrance in front of Hashem. So normally, just to bring this clear, a regular, on a regular Mincha, there would be a Kemitza, which was done Dafka, not with Lavona. The regular Kemitza from, from the Mincha, you would have to make sure there was no Lavona and it. it was just flour and oil. And then after you put that on the Mizbech, they would also put the Lavona on the Mizbech and, uh, and burn both the Lavona and the Kemitza. But, but in the Lechem Aponim, there was no other Kemitza. All you have was just the two Vizicha Lavona. So it says the word Azkara. By the Lachma Panim, and it says the word Askara by the general Kamitsa of the Mincha, so it tells you, Mal Askara Marlala and Below Komets, just as by the, the flower of a regular Mincha offering. It was a Komets full, Askara Marlala and Below Komets. So too, the Askara, which said by the Lavona of Lachma Panim, has to be a full Komets for each of the Bezicha Lavona. So we see, now the Lavona, now we understand that the regular amount of Lavona brought with a regular mincha offering is also a komet. So let, let, let's just make sure this is clear. In a regular mincha, you have the flour and the oil and you also have the komets. Now, the, the, you also have the levona, rather. Now, we don't know how much levona is. We don't, we, don't, we, don't, we don't know. It doesn't say how much levona do I bring with a regular flour offering. But let's work backwards. If I know that the levona lechem upon him is going to be a kamitza's worth, and the way I know that is because it says askara and askara. It says askara by the kamitza that's burned from the regular mincha. And it says... Askara by the Lachma Panim. So I know that the Lavona with the Lachma Panim is, is a, is, is, is a worth. And now working backwards, I could assume that the Lavona ingredient with a regular Mincha, even though it's not part of the Kamitza of the coin, it should be a Kometz full. So we get to that bottom line that the Lavona, which is offered together with the Mincha, is supposed to be a Kometz full. And once I get that, if I see that, now we can extrapolate further that the Levona, when it's offered by itself, when someone's just donating Levona, it should be a Kometz full. So it's a pretty complicated drasha that we're making here. The first thing we know is that you have a Kometz full of, of flour and oil when you bring a Mincha. And I also know that it says the word Azkara there. It says the word Azkara by the Lachma Panim. So the Levona that comes with the Lachma Panim should also be a Kometz full. If there's a komet's full of levona with the lachma upon him, then I should assume that the regular ingredient of levona with the mincha is also a komet's full. And then I assume that if someone's only, only donating a levona to the base of mikdash, it should be a komet's full. Says the Gemara, question, just as with the lachma upon him, there were two basic levona. There were two different kavats of levona which were brought. So afkan shnei Maybe by if someone's donating an unspecified levona, there should be two kavats of levona. So the Gemara says, Amar what do you mean? We're not learning it directly from the Lechem Aponim. We're not just saying, since the Lechem Aponim had Levona, Levona, so too here you need a Komas full Levona. What happened was, it was a two-step process. First, we learned 
that there was that there was a comet full of levona in each scoop of the bezich levona with the lachem apana. But then I learned back that the amount of levona in every regular mincha is a comet full. And once I learned that, I'm saying, I'm going back and I'm saying that 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 I'm going back and I'm saying that if someone pledges levona to the base of, to the base of mikdash, it should be that amount of a comet full. Malalun comets achas are possible. Just as regards to the mincha of a regular sinner, a comet achas is possible, meaning the flour and the oil has to be a complete. Comets full, if there's anything that's missing from it, it's no good. Afghan comets are chaser possible. So too with the Levona, Malachim Apanim, a comets that's chaser is possible. So, so in other words, each Bezicha Levona has to be independent. Each Bezicha Levona has to be a full comets full. And I can't make up the size a little bit more from one with the other. And the point that we're trying to bring out is that the Shnei Bezicha Levona with the Lechem Apanim, each one is its own thing. Each one is its own thing. Each comets full is its own. So really... The size of Levona is one comets full. And that point is clear. And let's say in a regular carbon mincha, the amount of Levona is one comets full. And that's why we're saying if you donate Levona, it has to be one comets full. But we're just saying a different point that by the Zichel Levona, there was two. Each one was treated like its own independent status. So the bottom line is Levona is one comets full. Says the Gemara, Amar Abiosi, Milsa Dereb, you know, Amram, and Vistata Vlona, maybe you come to Shokan. How much? Because what's a comet? A comet is the size of the fingers. But whose fingers? So if I'm donating it, I have to donate with the size of the, the biggest coin serving that day. Because since I don't know who's going to do the service, who's going to do the commits, I have to make sure that it would be a comet full, even if the coin with the biggest fingers would be doing it. Says the Gemara, No, the Levona can even be in the size of the comet of the owner. It doesn't have to fit in the size of the fingers of the coin, the biggest coin, but it's enough that if I donate the amount, that would fit in my personal fingers. Okay, continues the Mishnah Azov. We said with gold. Of course, you have to bring a gold dinner. So, Amar Belazar, that's only if you mention that you're going to bring a golden coin, then it has to be a dinner. If you didn't mention a coin, so then you can donate the amount of gold, even in just to make a small little fork, meaning like a kli, that would also be okay. That would also be okay. Our mission, which said it has to be a dinner, is only because you said a coin. Then we said, Chishon Ledava, the six chests were for Nedavas, the different voluntary offerings. So why do we need six, right? Those come from the extra chathos and extra asha money. You buy donated ola when the Mizbech is empty. But why six? So Chizkamar connected Chishon Ledava for the six houses, right? There were six families. Each Mishma was broken into six families. Each, each family had their own dates. In order to avoid fighting, think about all the fighting that could go on. You know, one day there were more leftover chats, leftover ashram. So one family got more than that, got more hides than the next family. It doesn't seem to be fair because again, you only bring the the, the, the communal donated olos when the mizbeach is empty. So there's not really a system to ensure that every day the same amount of uh, of carbonos are brought. So therefore, it's going to end up that certain families are going to get more, certain families are going to get less. So in order to avoid fighting, they had six different homes, six, six different collection boxes, and, and 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 every family had their own box designated for them to bring the donated olas, and therefore it would it would, it would make sure there wasn't fighting. It's for six different animals, animal types of animals. What are the six different types? Par eagle, sar a bull, a calf, right? That's a younger bull. Um, the he goat, a ram, uh, a baby goat, and a lamb. So those are the six different types of animals which could be bought for a carbon ola. So since there are six different uh, types, so therefore you would put a different amount of money in depending on which type you want it to be brought. Shmuel Amar, Kinegashisha Carbonos, it corresponds for the six different types of carbonos whose extra funds would go for the voluntary ola offerings. There are six different types of chatos vashamos that the extra money could go Two voluntary olas. What are the six different types? Chatos, 
Um, so at first we start, I'm sorry, Kine Zavim and Kine Zavos, the birth pairs from Zavim and Zavos, because they have the Chatas in them. Kine Yolos, the birth pairs of women who have given birth. Also again, because it has the Chatas in it. Regular Chatos, an animal Chatas, an animal Asham. Vahamenachos, the Mincha of a sinner. So that's a, a poor person who is bringing a, 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 a Mincha. So if he has extra money, he would have his own box. Vahasiris Eifa, and that's Sirius Eifa of a Kohen Gadol, which is called, which is called a a uh, chatas in the language of the Pasuk. So since there are six different forms of chatos v'ashamos, those would be the sifted di- different boxes. Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Ayyadeh a different thing. Just as there would be so, much, so many amounts, so many coins coming in, that's why they made so different boxes, because we don't want all the coins kept in all together and stuffed because they might you know, cause each other to spoil. So in order to make sure that didn't happen, they had six different boxes just because there was so much coming in. So bottom line is we have a lot of different explanations why we have six boxes, either for the six different families or for the six different types of animals that could be brought or because of the six different... Um, Types of leftover chatos v'ashamos, or just to make sure that they were kept separately so they wouldn't spoil. Okay, now that we we're discussing the things that Yoyada Hakohen did with the with the medrash with the leftover chatos and asham money, so now we discuss something else that he did. Again, he refurbished the base of mikdash in his time. So now we look at a pasuk. When they finished restoring the base of mikdash, they brought all their remaining money, and it says that he made them into boxes. So what did he do? Yoyada made two different boxes for two different types of donations. One was for Bedeka bias, and one was used as a collection box for the Klee Shards. So now the Gemara brings a different view. He only made one box for one thing, for Bedeka bias, not for Klee Shards. They made with single chest. So it sounds like it was only one. They put it inside of the Hechel, and they bore a hole inside of it. So according to the second opinion, there was only one. It says that they made a collection box and they put it outside. So it must be that there were two boxes because the previous Pasuk says that they made one inside and this Pasuk is saying they made one outside. It must be that there were two different boxes. So the Gemara says, No, really, there was only one box. Just they, instead of only keeping it outside, sometimes they would bring it outside because of the tummy people who weren't able to come in and donate. So they would bring the box outside so the tummy people could put their money in. So there have to been two. The Gemara is saying, like the first opinion is right, that there were two, because the Pasuk describes that there's a collection box for the Klisharis. So what do you mean? The other Pasuk was saying that there was a collection box for the Bedekabais. Must mean... Must be that there were two separate funds, two separate collection boxes. One was for the Badakabayas and one was for the Klisharis. So this is just we ended in dispute, but the Gemara likes the opinion that there were that there were two different boxes. And this is again just a tangent of other things that the Yisya Hoyada Hakohen did in the times of the Beis Hamikdash.